Ever wondered what it would be like to be back on the dating scene in your 40s? Well, we will tell you. Welcome to One Date, where we go on dates, lots of them, and talk about them. We're finding out what we like and what we don't as we're growing, moving through frustration, but also joy. I'm Lena. And I'm Elsa. We're 40-something women who ended up back on the dating scene. We'll take turns sharing one date experience on each episode. We hope our stories will entertain you or resonate with you and ultimately inspire you and ourselves to keep on getting out there. So how did we come up with the idea for this podcast? When did it even start? I feel like it started after many, many nights of just talking about men and dates and what happened on the dates and the things that kind of came out of it. I think it's relatable, and I think there's a lot of people, even men, who are like, why is dating so hard? Why is... We cannot be the only ones that feel like dating is frustrating and funny and, like, hard and just getting through the the shit of it and just even finding someone you kind of like. And it's isolating. Like, it feels like when you're, when you're a woman who's in her 40s dating, it feels like you might be the only one on the planet dealing with dating. And I think that, for me, that was a big motivator for doing this podcast is to share what's happening because I know it's not, not the only woman out there doing it. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I really like about our conversations is neither of us are super hyper-focused on finding a husband, but we're more like, it would be nice to have companionship, it would be nice to have someone to do things with or watch a movie or just cook dinner with. You know, it's not... We're not looking for, like I said, a husband or a father for future children or right. someone to support us. It's just for us. Right. This is for us. And I think that changes how you date when you're not looking for a ring on your finger. Mm-hmm. So there's so many stories and you're going to share one. You met Josh when you were 38, three months out of your divorce. And where were you at in life when you decided to start dating at that point? I was kind of a mess. I don't think like I had any clue what I was looking for. I was lonely. I was reeling like emotionally, just wanting to be in the presence of someone, a man. And that that was all I knew. You decided to go on this date with Josh. And what did you guys do? So I was attracted to Josh because he talked about biking and seemed like he was into some of the similar things that I was. He was going to be at this, volunteering at this fat bike race that I think Saturday, it was in the in January, and it was a fat bike race and he invited me to come and hang out while he was doing this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that was your date? He was in this tent when I got there, and as, as soon as I walked in this tent, we were kind of waiting for these people to come around doing, doing a lap on this fat tire route. He had this flask of um, some kind of whiskey, <laughs> and he's like, hey, you want some? And I was like, oh, that's what we're doing. We're just standing here in the freezing cold, and it was cold. It was like minus 10. Oh, okay. And so we sat out there, st- stood out there and drank whiskey, But one of the first things he said to me was, something you should know about me is I had a really messed up childhood. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh shit, 
Like, this is, here we go again. Mm -hmm. I can't believe he's saying this because oftentimes what I learned after my divorce is narcissists will often lead with their sob story. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, hmm, could this be? (laughs) Is it another narcissist? So by the end of the day, what did you decide, you know, moving forward you wanted to do with him? That's the thing. I think at that point after my divorce, I didn't feel like I had a say. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was letting him lead. Okay. And he was very interested in me and really wanted to see me again, wanted to be in my life right away, mm-hmm. wanted to stay over right away. And I think it's, it is somewhat foggy, but I do know that things escalated really quickly to us just sleeping together and him being at my house. Okay. Yeah. So how long did you date or did you date afterward? It was about another three or four months into spring and then starting into summer. And it was kind of like spotty because every once in a while he would just fall off the radar. Uh And I didn't understand what was was going on. And he always had good excuses and reasons, whether it was work-related or something came up with family and he had to go help his mom and Mm -hmm. he didn't have cell service. Stuff like, stuff that now I probably would pick up on. Right. So six years later, you've had much more experience in the dating world. What would you have done differently, if anything, I think if I had met him now at that race, A, I don't know if I would have gone to the race. (laughs) True. But if I had, because I maybe still would have been curious, because I do like biking. If Mm -hmm. I had gone, I would have, I probably would have been kind and been like, it's really nice to meet you. Sounds like you're going through a lot. I'm ready to be with someone who is ready to engage in a relationship now. And thankfully, I only spent a few months with this guy because after I ended things, I was back online dating on a different site and I met someone else who was also into biking and we got into a conversation. He seemed, seemed kind of cool, but he mentioned once he knew my name, which is unique, it's a unique spelling of Lena with two eyes. He was like, I think I have a painting <laughs> by you. Like, cause I mentioned I was an artist. Uh-huh. So, and then he put the two together and I'm like, uh, what? It's like, yeah, this guy, Josh, that used to live with me, gave me a painting as payment for staying here. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Um, so you didn't give it to him. No, no, no. I don't recall ever giving Josh any painting and I probably had some, in my basement, mm-hmm. he, he was helping me move because I okay. moved from my house to a new place during our short relationship. And he helped with uh-huh. that. So he must have taken something oh my gosh. and <laughs> used it as currency. <laughs> um, and I was like, OK, well, that's disturbing because I never uh-huh. gave Josh anything, but I do paint. So mm-hmm. it probably is mine. He's like, yeah, it's birch trees. I'm like, yep, yep, oh, I, I love oh. birch trees. And... And then he said, yeah, that was, it was really weird. He's like the Josh guy, actually, when he did move out, cleaned out half my tools from my garage and stole them 
before he, or as he left. Oh my gosh, thief. Yeah. Insane. So, um, total con artist. And then looking back at everything, I was like, oh, he actually was kind of unemployed. He wasn't, he didn't have a job, but I just, I see everything through these rose colored glasses yeah. and naive, right? Like just, just an innocent girl yeah. <laughs> straight out of religion based right. marriage. And of course I wouldn't question someone, but no, he, he was basically unemployed and using me for somewhere to stay and homeless homeless okay and hoping for some i mean i was like a sugar mama Uh potential right (laughs) and he said he had custody of his son he actually turned out he only had visitation okay sounds like you dodged potentially huge problems with this guy absolutely when you look back at where you were at that time and like what did you learn about yourself i have grown so much in recognizing red flags like talking about your traumas on the first date (laughs) right and so that was that and I think that was a big moment for me in starting to at least tune into what I felt was good and what I felt was right and having spent years and years in a church in a religion that basically told you to not listen to yourself Mm -hmm. and to just trust in what God was presenting you I was like no like that that feels wrong. And I got divorced for the same reason. It didn't feel right to me. And I think I was able to reconnect to myself. Yeah, that's really powerful. All right, so if you were to summarize, what were your main takeaways? I think I had to experience that feeling of floundering and the feeling of almost repeating to understand that this was gonna take some effort and and making mistakes. So yeah, that's like a really kind of crazy first date story for anybody coming out of divorce, let alone doing it when you're 38. I mean, it it would be easy to let that skew your perception of like what's to come, but I feel like you've done such a good job of recognizing that in yourself and kind of seeing the patterns and starting to work towards maybe healthier dating patterns and learning along the way. So I think that's really good. Thank you. It's been a journey. <laughs> so Journeys are great. You so know, many more dates so after many, that. So <laughs> Once you get that one bad one out of the way, then, then not only just... does it open the opportunity for so many more terrible dates, but also well, like fun ones sprinkled in. That so is very true. Yes. I'm excited to hear more about yeah. dates. Likewise. Okay, and now it's Elsa's turn, and Elsa's going to tell us about meeting a man named Yusuf. Where were you at in life when you met Yusuf? I met Yusuf last year, so in 2021, so I was 40, and I met him after, like, we were coming out of COVID and all the kind of lockdowns and just being alone, and I kind of thought, okay, now is a good time to try to date again, so I got Tinder. And we were texting and he was just like, well, what about tonight? Like, do you want to meet up? Are you free tonight? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, it was just kind of was a good start to kind of meeting someone new and feeling like a little bit of that freedom that I had missed during COVID 
and the whole quarantine thing, like everything had to be so thought out and planned and it just felt kind of nice to go with the flow. And so what, tell me more about the date. Like was, was there something special about Yusuf? Because I know you, you have dated a lot. Like, okay. How many dates total do you think you've had? If you had to throw a number into the universe, how many dates have you been on? Like in my adult life? Yes. Probably close to 200. Okay. So memorable dates like Yusuf. Yes. We're far and few between. Yes. So Mm -hmm. what I want to know, like with Yusuf, what about him made him stand out? Well, I think um, leading up to it, like our conversation was so good and so easy and it just felt very natural. And so then we, when we decided to meet and I felt like excited about it, because a lot of, I don't know about you, but in a lot of my dating experiences, like weeks pass and these men are not even trying to like meet sometimes or you mention it and then they're like, oh, too soon. Or like they want to know everything before the meet and I feel like that's a very unnatural way to do it so I kind of like the idea of like meeting right away or like was walking up and he said he was waiting outside the restaurant and honestly I was sort of like oh because he was like he had on like leather pants and like this very loud shirt and he had kind of like reddish orange hair like he had dyed his hair he bleached it and like dyed it this reddish orange color and I was sort of surprised because like in his pictures that was not there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, just going to go with it. And when we went into this little wine bar, like everything about the wine bar was so cute. The ambiance was really great. The sun was setting. He just kind of ordered, he asked me what kind of wine I liked, but then he just kind of ordered it and then like ordered food. Like the music was good and just people were there and just having a good time. And like, it just felt good in the place too. So I think... Especially post-COVID. Especially sure. post-COVID. For it to be so... Just, Not that it's ever post-COVID. <laughs> I know now. But they get post-lockdown time. Yes. So it just felt like really good to be out and in this like intimate setting. And we sat at the bar and just kind of faced each other. And like we were able to talk really freely and always a little more cautious about sharing too much of my story. But like as the night went on, he would share a little. I would be like, okay, I could share a little bit too. And similar stories with our exes. And so it was like nice to be able to relate to someone who understood being in a relationship with someone who wasn't the best. And I felt like it just kind of opened up like a nice start to being honest and transparent and sure. And I feel like that doesn't happen very often. Okay, so this sounds like it was like almost the perfect date. Now I'm curious, so what came of this date? What did this become? I'm like a look at this moon, look at the moon kind of person. So literally we walk out and he starts like reciting this Pablo Neruda poem in Spanish about the moon. And I was like, who are you? Like, this is so random and so unique. He just hit all the right spots for the physical attraction was there on top of everything else and we ended up dating like april of 2021 kind of stayed in touch and then faded out in the fall for a while i kind of wondered why did this fade off and it wasn't like little things it was big things and i felt like it was kind of impacting my ability to still have those same feelings for him and not like a healthy way i didn't feel that same healthiness i just had to start to like pull away 
So I have to know if you were on this date tonight, same exact place, everything was the same, what would be different now with Elsa today? I still think we'd have the same kind of date every time we see each other. The level of connection would always be like would be there no matter what. I think what I would do different is I would have had better boundaries with my daughter. Like you need to have friends again. You need to have a social life. I can't, this isn't healthy for us to be with your daughter, with my daughter. Like you need to have um, stuff outside of home and like outside of me Mm -hmm. because your license, you're going to have school again. Like you need to nurture your relationships with your friends. And that was like the best because I think it set us both up for kind of now where we're at, where if I did redo this date, like we would both feel more like, not prepared, but also just more understanding of kind of the, what's happening. Okay. So lastly, I would ask this. So looking back, what did you learn about yourself? He had such a passion for certain things that I think made me realize that I really like that when people have that passion, whatever it is, like I want someone who has passion for something um, to see them get excited about it. And it brings out some, like, I want to learn from you as much as I, you know, hopefully you learn from me or, or whatever it might be. But I think what I learned for myself, I want somebody who adds to my life. And one of the things that really stood out with him was like our first date hours into our date. He never once asked me what I did for work. It never came up. And at some point I mentioned that to him and he was like, but that's just how you make money. And I'm like, it is how I make money. And that's how I feel about work. And it felt really good to feel like you're on a date with me, not my job, not what I do, not who I am outside of me. I felt like he, when he saw me, there was like joy on his face, like for seeing me. And I feel like that really set the tone for how I wanted to be received in the future. Like I just wanted, I'd never been received just with joy and like love. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what we all want to like, right. we just want it just to felt love us really good. We are. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I had to perform. And yeah. like, that was something that I feel like really stuck with me because I could say later, you know, even after we had to kind of end it because of the whole thing with my daughter and well, I didn't have to, but that was my choice. Um, I would tell him like, I just feel like you just, you know, I just, we we talked about a lot and he was like, well, I did, you know, and it was just very simple. I was like, oh, I mean, right. (laughs) Of course you did. And it just felt like, that's what I want. I don't want to feel like I have to perform. I don't feel like I want to have to show up a certain way or we don't have to do extravagant things. We can just sit in your apartment and drink wine, no TV and just have really good conversation, listen to records, like it all felt equally satisfying. There's something very sweet about that. And I think it's very unique. And I think that will be hard to like replace. I feel like for the first time, since that was like my first time really feeling seen, I don't want anything less than that. So I loved hearing your first date post-divorce story because I was married at 19, maybe 20. And I honestly can't remember my first like date story after that divorce. So it was really great to hear kind of your process and a little, a little rocky and not so beautiful. You know, there was a lot of 
beautiful lessons and learning that came from it and growth. Yes, likewise. I think our stories were kind of a good contrast with mine being so early on and then yours kind of further down the line of personal development and growth. <laughs> so yes, we look forward to the next time and thanks for joining us for our first episode and we're hoping to post the next one when? Friday's at 10. Sounds good. So join us on our, for our next drop next Friday at 10 a.m.